Hey, I'm Callie Pierce, a multi-passionate creative entrepreneur, coach, RTT hypnotherapist, and healer from way back before it was cool. It's my mission here to help share what I've learned on my own journey to inspire, entertain you, and help you to focus to create authentically, monetize your work strategically, and find your flow because this world needs more of what you have to offer. Are you ready? Good. Let's go to the show. Wayne Dyer brought back to life the quote by Max Planck that says, change the way you look at things and the things you look at change. As a life coach, a lot of people tend to think that what I do is solve people's problems. But what I really do is I give people the tools not only to help solve their problems, but also shift the way that they see themselves in relationship to those problems and in relationship to the world. So today we're going to go kind of deep on a topic that I love to teach my clients and help them to really embody, to get them to live a life of greater abundance, more um, miracles in action, and getting the life that they want. A lot of people who have grown up as uh, trauma victims or abuse survivors, um, people who've gone through any sort of event that caused their nervous system get to get out of whack and to not trust people tend to have a harder time trusting people and they have a harder time understanding um, that the universe really does have their back, right? So when I work with clients who are worried about financial lack or security, concerns about um, having people in their lives and safety and the sanctity of their um their being, their sovereignty, what we look at a lot of times can seem a little mundane. Now, gratitude stems from the Latin word gratis, which means pleasing or thankful. But I feel like people throw around the word gratitude often these days, and they don't necessarily live it. And it's not a practice that comes naturally because gratitude and listing it and making journals and those types of things, it isn't really something that you do. It's more like something that you are. It is a state of mind or a state of being that you can become. And I want to give you a word that's even more important to me, I think, than gratitude. But first, I'm going to give you a quote by Oprah. She says, be thankful for what you have, you'll end up having more. If you concentrate on what you do not have, you will never, ever have enough. And that's saying quite a lot, right? I mean, when you think about it, if you're focusing on something and you're focusing on like, wow, I can't believe I have this beautiful table. I love the way this pen writes. I'm here with you on this podcast. It's so amazing. I can do anything because of all these things that are available to me is so much different than, oh, I don't have enough notebooks to go around to get all my thoughts out. And I can't completely get, you know, my hands on maybe a brand new car or something because the economy is crazy right now with the way that the world is. So instead of looking at what I do have, I look at what I don't have. And then I end up with finding all the evidence to back that up. So what is the antidote for that? Well, to me, it is appreciation. Okay. Appreciation. The definition of it is recognition and enjoyment of the good qualities of someone or something. It's also a full understanding of a situation. The bank's lack of appreciation of their problems is what the definition said online. 
And in financial terms, it's a very cool idea to think about an investment where you anticipate a return on it, and it actually, the value appreciates or increases over time, where some investments like that new car we were just talking about will actually depreciate over time, lose their value um, because of maybe the, the less of longevity of life, the demand isn't as great, or the commodity gets used up. Your car gets too many miles on it, too old, right? But we're not just bound in terms of financial definitions when it comes to appreciation. We can step into the full understanding of what we have, what we do um, possess in terms of things, qualities, uh, the way that things are, and we recognize it, enjoy it, and allow those good qualities to appreciate. They will amplify, they will expand because whatever we focus on tends to expand. And like Oprah said, when you focus on what you have, you're always going to have enough. Like, oh my gosh, I am so you know, satisfied from that dinner. But if you think about, well, I didn't have dessert, your stomach's going to grumble a little, right? So thinking about your day-to-day life, one of the things I mentioned that I teach my clients is how to live in the state of appreciation or gratitude. And it not only gives you that change and shift in perspective, the way that you look at things and what you're looking at is going to change, but it helps to bring this energetic sense of abundance. And I know a lot of people talk about abundance. A lot of people talk about the energetics of things, but I'm going to give you an example of how feeling connected to your world and everything in it will result in the world connecting to you and you being able to um, have more things that you want to Uh, receive in this life, have more love and fulfillment, and how you can look at your world on a day-to-day basis uh, that becomes second nature. So when was the last time that you were thankful for paying your electric bill? (laughs) Like electricity allows us to power our homes at night, to give us climate control, they power up our electronic devices, and give us a lot of the modern day comforts that we can be grateful for, that we can appreciate, and that we can be thankful about. Clean water does not come by chance. No, it comes by design. So I'm not sure when the last time you were grateful for your city planner, uh, or maybe you got angry at a politician, but think about what your mind is focusing on. Are you focusing on the fact that the developers and builders in your area made sure that the piping was good, that the water pressure was good so you can take a nice shower? Um, They made sure that things flow properly, even the wastewater flows properly so that it doesn't contaminate the fresh drinking water that's available. And at least we can count on these things and take them for granted if we don't live in Flint, Michigan. Most other places in the U.S. kind of take it for granted. And it's just like, yeah, I turn on the top and I get water. It's fantastic, right? How about the last time you ate food? Did you give praise and thanks to provider, right? Did you think about the animal that sacrificed its life or the plants that are giving their lives up for you to eat and be nourished? Did you think about the trucker who drove the food to the store? Did you think about the packaging that it came in and the manufacturer of the packaging materials and the people that designed those things and put them together in order to allow you to just go to the store and pick up some nice yummy food and eat it? Maybe there's farmers who planted 
seeds and the sun that shone down on the crops and allowed it to grow. And the whole process of photosynthesis itself is amazing when you think about it on this earth. Like plants eat the sun and we get to eat the plants. That's pretty amazing. JFK did this sort of mindset shift for the whole country when he asked the question, ask not what your country can do for you, but what you can do for your country. And rather than, God, I just can't get everything that I want. I don't have these things. You can look at things and say, oh my gosh, I have beautiful clothes to wear. I have lovely jewelry to wear. I have pretty artwork to look at. I have things that I can appreciate and I can enjoy because someone was willing to do the hard work to uh, make the fabrics and pull the raw ingredients, create paints and pigments to form metal and jewels and make them sturdy and stable so I could wear a ring and bang it on the, the chair if I need to or if I accidentally do, and I can still have my pretty thing. So if we're constantly looking at the universe in this state of awe and wonderment and appreciation, and you look at everything in your vicinity, like whatever you're doing, whether you're driving a car, you've got roadways to drive on, whether you're uh, on an airplane, the technology that came to make that possible, the calculations that autopilot came up with, the people who map things out, like thanks Google car drivers, right? Thank you so much for allowing me to figure out how to get where I'm going. I don't have to go and study my atlas anymore, you know? So if we all approached life with this question of what I have is amazing and what am I able to give back in thanks, in gratitude, in showing my appreciation, how can I magnify and make these things grow? then you'll never be bored. You will never have a moment where you don't feel like you don't have enough because you're constantly looking at ways to be grateful, to be thankful, and to just appreciate your environment. So I often play a game with myself when I'm driving a car. I am a total nature buff, and I absolutely love um, trees and the clouds, water, you name it. So I'll take whatever I'm looking at as I'm driving, and I'll just say, thank you. I'll say thank you for the formation of the clouds today. They're extra beautiful. Thank you so much for allowing me to see those birds flying in the sky. They're maybe delivering beautiful messages. I always think about the Bob Marley song, Three Little Birds Were on My Doorstep, singing sweet songs of freedom and melodies pure and true. This is my message to you. Everything is going to be all right. Everything is going to be okay. And I know it can be really hard to have that as a rooted belief, something that you can count on and depend upon if you are in fact a victim of abuse or you've overcome some massive trauma. And it might be hard for you right now in the throes of sorrow or grief or guilt even for something that might have happened. You might have all kinds of emotions that that shift your perspective or threaten to take you know, the control of your vantage point. But I want to encourage you that if you make this a daily practice, 
to every day, no matter what activity you're doing, if you're driving and being silly like me when I'm seeing the trees and the birds and water and just being grateful for these things, then maybe it's the bed that you're sitting on or the chair that you get to lean back in and maybe it's your pillow that you get to sleep on at night. We're not sleeping on rocks anymore like they used to in the olden days, right? I remember reading that somewhere that somebody like pulled up their rock and laid down and I was like, ow, (laughs) I can't live without my chiropractor every week, let alone sleep on a rock. If we're constantly looking at what life needs to give to us and we're fearing loss, we can slip into a state of depression, causing a vacuum of lack where everything that we could have needed was in front of us and we ignore it instead fearing and feeling like we're never going to have enough. This is not a healthy way to be. Um, It's not a way to increase your Uh, receiving or your capability to uh, grow and expand, it's very contractive and it keeps you away from the world. It can keep you in a state of distrust of other people. It can keep you from seeing the beauty of all that is. And it certainly will keep you from realizing your true potential. Okay. So we talked about appreciation and expansion and growth. I associate depreciation with depression. The term depression comes from the Latin verb deprimere, to press down, and the 14th century to depress meant to subjugate or to bring down in spirits. So when we bring things down, we depress them, we press them down, we keep them from growing back, we keep them from lifting up and being free, right? There's a reason why winners and athletes raise their arms like in the V victory shape and you just heard my elbow crack. Yes, that is a real thing. (laughs) I've just learned to live with it. So sorry about that. But when people are feeling dejected and down, they have their shoulders slumped over. They're like looking down at their feet. They're not able to um, focus on things that lift them up. They have a spirit that's downtrodden and kept down and it's only gonna shrink. It's only gonna keep in that trajectory until you're willing and able to look at what is and appreciate what is. Even if it's not much, just taking what you have and putting your focus on it. Maybe you're only in touch with like two people and you're like, I have hardly any friends. Well, Paying attention to those relationships and focusing on them, what you love about them, will help those people to feel valuable and valued, and it'll let the universe know that you are feeling filled up and and full, and you have more to give. You're amplifying that feeling. You're appreciating it, and you're moving forward in a state of growth. So I always think about uh, depression, like pressing down, just like it's meant to, right? I guess because I like to study words. But when you walk on grass, let's say you're walking outside in grass, if you stand on grass or you put a heavy object on grass for a really long time, the grass is going to be depressed down and eventually it's going to end up dying, right? But if you just tread on the grass and move past it, it's going to pop right back up. Grass is so resilient. It's so... um, Uh, taken for granted in my opinion and it's something that I just have so much fun with and it's really kind of dorky and silly that I'm telling you this but I like to take blades of grass and like make little harmonicas with my thumbs I like to kind of chew on it sometimes because it's tasty Uh, I like to let my cats eat it and I love the way it feels under my feet so when we focus on 
the resiliency and the ability to bounce back, we can look at ourselves and say, you know what? This crappy thing happened and it was depressing and it held me down for a really long time. Maybe it was months and maybe it was years. Like my depression was years ago and you feel like there's never a light at the end of the tunnel. You feel like it's just drudgery and you've got to keep doing it day after day. But when you go to the small things, you bring it back down to those smaller components of life, the things that we can appreciate on a day-to-day basis, That is when the sun comes out, right? We're able to shed light on things and change the way we look at them. And then the things we look at are going to change. So we no longer feel this sense of loneliness or despair when we say, you know what? I do have that one person who's really nice to me every time I go here, right? So we go there and we feel good. We feel connected. Um, We know that we have that capacity inside of us and that it's available in the world, The universe supporting and mirroring everything you believe is a real thing. We talked about it being a rule of the mind, something that I studied when I was learning uh, my rapid transformational hypnotherapy. And when you change your beliefs, you change your life. So as a life coach, I help people to change their beliefs. I help people to see and understand that there is a brighter and better tomorrow available to them. I help them to see that they are worthy and completely deserving of the life that they dream about. If you're thinking like, I can't get anything to work in my favor, like nothing's going right, you can shift yourself and ask yourself, why am I actually having this experience? What can this teach me? What can I learn from going through this? And how is this actually working in my favor? Now you can see how in the beginning, it's like we go from inquisitive, like what's really happening, a neutral place of questioning, and we move on up to the more positive way, the appreciation as we shift our thoughts and perspectives of the way things are. We can find the strength within ourselves to believe that better is possible when we allow ourselves this space to go from acceptance and awareness to questioning and curiosity to how can I grow from it, right? And expansiveness, the abundance, the appreciation. So you might say to yourself, like, why is all I have to eat like this boring food, the same thing I eat every day? you can really get curious, like, wait a minute, why am I? Do I believe that I don't have the ability to make better food? Do I believe that I can't afford different types of meals? Do I think that it's not actually going to be good for me and I have to just eat the same thing over and over again? Really look at the beliefs driving your behaviors. Finding that strength to Um, encourage. It takes a lot of courage to look at yourself, look at your life, look at what you do or don't have and shift your perspective, how you're looking at it. Like, why am I still overweight, right? Well, do I believe that I don't have enough time to work out? Do I believe that um, working out is going to be hard? Do I believe that working out is going to be ineffective, right? You can really look at the underlying things behind those beliefs, and then you can start to shift them more toward what if this was possible? What if I could have what I was actually hoping for? Um, 
looking at when people have manifesting blocks and they have physical ailments or a lack of money, a lack of resources, I can usually tell what they're thinking about. And most of the time it's a lack. It's a lack in their own ability, a lack in, and I say lack in their own ability, I mean perceived lack. They think they're lacking in ability. They think they're lacking in what they can and can't achieve, what's available to them. And they think that it's just never going to get better, right? They think that it's always going to be this struggle and scraping by and not um, feeling fulfilled. But life can get better when you focus your attention on the things that make you feel good, right? There is so much power in shifting your mind, your mindset from one of I can't to I can, which is kind of cheesy, right? But one of, I don't have enough to look at all that I have and I love what I have, right? And if you don't love what you have, maybe it's time to clear out and create some room for abundance to come in. There is a, uh, an art to decluttering and bringing in abundance. Letting your mind reconcile that there's two sides to that coin. There's duality in everything. There is a have and a have not, both in each and every life that you have, not just in the sense of society, the haves and the have-nots. Trusting yourself, trusting your judgment, trusting what this life has to offer is a huge part of shifting your belief systems because it's hard to feel grateful when you think that things aren't going to be around any longer or you think that they're not going to be stable or safe for you to enjoy. And again, a lot of people who have the kind of background that I do need to work on (laughs) trusting themselves and trusting that they can create a stable environment before the environment becomes stable. I know I speak from experience. I hope that this has been helpful for you and I hope that it shifts your perspective a little bit in terms of what you see in your life around you, how you feel things are possible and you're able to really just appreciate things, help them expand and grow in your life and into your awareness. So I just want to thank you again in the spirit of gratitude for spending time with me this week and understand and know that there's a lot that goes into creating a podcast. And when I think about my podcast, I think about you and what you're going through, um, the different things that my clients have gone through that I can teach you about and gratitude and appreciation, the active participation and feeling thankful and feeling pleased is a huge component of what I teach and how to shift that mindset from one that is not enough to one that is absolutely abundant and plentiful. So I hope you're feeling abundant and plentiful. Thank you again for your time today and we'll talk to you soon.